Well, happy Veterans Day to those of you, the men and women who have served this country. Today is a day where we honor you. Now, it's not Memorial Day. People get so confused, and they presume that uh, these are the same holidays. Veterans Day is for anyone who has served in the military, not for those who have died in the military. That is Memorial Day. But I saw a lot of wonderful things on the internet. You know, all kinds of tributes and prayers and wonderful commentaries. And I figured most of you are also seeing such things. And just spend a little time today, if you can, maybe go out of your way to shake the hand of someone you know who has served in the military. I'm sure you know someone. And it is a great day for talking to them, letting them talk about what, they, what they've done, what they accomplished, and all the rest of it. I have a lot of guests today, primarily because it's Veterans Day. So I will be talking with a number of people. I'll be talking with the uh, Carrie Stutling. They are the sisters and the founders. I'll actually be talking with Stacy, her sister, uh, they are founders of Unite the USA, and they always work with the veterans. At 12.30, I'm going to be talking with Bill O'Reilly, not necessarily about the veterans, but about the upcoming um, event where he'll be with Donald Trump. And then at 12.45, I'm going to talk with uh, Gretchen Smith, who is the founder of Code of Vets, an organization that I contribute to on a regular basis. You know how many organizations will give you this option that you could contribute a certain amount of money every single month? <clears throat> and I know that for most people, making that kind of a commitment might not be easy. It's got to be something that really touches your heart. And in my case, the cause of veterans and the cause of uh, children who are living in places where they have no control of their lives and in many instances don't really have lives the way we think of lives. And those are the charities that I give to on a monthly basis. Compassion International, Child Fund, Code of Vets, uh, uh, Valor. You know, you have to be discriminating about what you give to. I use Charity Navigator first and foremost to make sure that the organization I'm giving to is uh, come up squeaky clean. A lot of people out there are unscrupulous and they'll use veterans and children and anything else to take money out of your pocket. Well, there's so much to talk about today and I'm not going to have a lot of time to talk about it, but there was an interesting commentary. And a lot of people sent me this videotape and I, I can't show you the videotape because I, I, it didn't come in a format that I'd be able to share it with you. But you know that the president had declared back in September that any company with more than 100 employees had to ensure that their workforces were fully vaccinated or some of them could show a negative test at least once a week. And according to the federal vaccine mandate, any company that does not comply will face a fine of $14,000 per case. Think about that. Nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid, people who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, 
all executive branch federal employees and federal contractors must get vaccinated. And if these Americans choose not to get vaccinated, they will lose their jobs. They'll lose their livelihoods. He said, this is not about freedom or personal choice. But apparently, this federal vaccine mandate does not apply to Americans who are on welfare, to illegal immigrants, to members of Congress, to U.S. Postal Service employees, and a couple of other groups, which is not only unfair, but it really does fly in the face of his goal to require more Americans to be vaccinated to combat those blocking public health. So in other words, if you work at a company that employs more than 100 people, you have no choice but to get vaccinated, and healthcare workers as well. But for reasons unexplained, he will not mandate vaccines for the 59 million Americans who don't work, who are collecting and receiving welfare benefits. So the people who supply most of the tax revenue to pay for America's welfare system, they must be vaccinated or lose employment. But the beneficiaries of the welfare state are exempt. It's crazy, especially when you think that the data shows Medicaid recipients are among the least vaccinated. In Georgia, for example, only 10% of Medicaid recipients were fully vaccinated, compared with 33% of their general population. In Idaho, only 20% of Medicaid recipients were fully vaccinated, while 44% of the general population had been fully vaccinated as of June 1st. And this applies in every state. Oh, by the way, illegal immigrants are also exempt from the vaccine mandate. According to a spokesman for, the, uh, for ICE, the Department of Homeland Security continues its vaccination efforts to include voluntary vaccinations for the individuals in the care and custody of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Once again, for working American citizens, it's not about freedom, it's not about personal choice, but for illegal immigrants, vaccinations are voluntary. When they were pressed about this double standard, the press secretary, Jen Psaki, simply replied, that's correct. Apparently, voluntary vaccination also applies to postal service workers. According to a postal service spokesman, the COVID-19 vaccination requirements included in the White House executive order issued on September 9th for federal employees do not apply to the postal service. And it doesn't apply to Congress, even though there are 535 members, which puts Congress well over the 100-employee threshold. This mandate is narrowly targeted toward the 80 to 100 million American citizens, the ones who get up and go to work, but it ignores the 60 million Americans who uh, don't get up and go to work, but who are on welfare, or illegally cross our southern border, or the almost million postal service workers and the 535 congressional members. This vaccine is not about getting the vulnerable vaccinated. It's about unfairly and unnecessarily forcing hardworking Americans to choose between their bodily autonomy and their livelihood. It's really, it's, it's crap is what it is. And I put up a, a thing that's, a, you know, it's meant to be funny, but I'll tell you, on some levels, it's not that funny. The new doll, Vaccinate Me Elmo. Yeah, don't think it won't come. And by the way, Governor DeSantis said that he had a conversation with the president of In-N-Out Burgers. That's the fast food chain that was forced to close a couple of its locations in California. The only time I've ever 
you know, experience in and out Burger was actually in uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, it, the great fries. I didn't have a burger, but the fries were great. As you have heard, the In-N-Out has closed a couple of locations in California due to vaccine passport requirements. This is what prompted the discussion about opening locations in Florida, according to Christina Pushaw, who is the DeSantis spokesperson. And he said that apparently the governor had a productive conversation with Lindsay Snyder Ellington, who's the head of In-N-Out. Pushaw said that the In-N-Out would have some difficulty moving to Florida as the company's suppliers are all located on the West Coast. Of course, Florida also has some of the highest quality farms and cattle ranches in the country, and the governor discussed this with the president of In-N-Out. If they can identify suppliers for all their ingredients here, which is entirely possible, then In-N-Out could expand to Florida. And that would be more great news, thanks to Governor Ron DeSantis. Our store properly and clearly posted signage to communicate local vaccination requirements, said their chief legal and business officer, Arnie Wensinger. The California-based firm will not become the vaccination police for any government. He said this before criticizing the San Francisco Department of Health's vaccine passport mandate as unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe. Before Governor DeSantis had this conversation with uh, Snyder Ellington, Florida Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas sent a letter in a bid to entice the restaurant chain to move to Florida. He said, in Florida, we love our business owners, we love entrepreneurs, and we love employees. We're constantly looking for opportunities to bring businesses to our state to create jobs and improve our communities. The business climate here is perfect with no personal income tax, low corporate taxes, an educated workforce, and a fantastic quality of life. I couldn't have said it better. Vaccine passports and mandates are actually against the law in Florida after uh, Governor DeSantis signed legislation and executive orders barring them. Outside of California, in and out mainly as locations in the West, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and Colorado, and I think they operate in Texas. I'm not quite sure, but I think I saw one in Texas. Anyway, the governor is willing to help in and out find the proper suppliers and then to make their move to Florida. I love this guy. I love the way he goes after the things that he wants. Anyway, I got to stay somewhat on time here today. I got a lot going on. So uh, let me let me break. I want you to remember Dan Bongino comes on right after me at one o'clock. Four o'clock is Ben Shapiro. Six o'clock WPTV local news, and then Jen and Bill in the morning. So just keep the dial right where it is. You're in good hands, and I'll be right back. Welcome back. Every single year, I can almost count on uh, one of the Stultling sisters contacting me, either Carrie or Stacy. And today, Stacy is joining us. They are the founders of Unite the USA, and their whole purpose is to honor the nation's heroes. And Veterans Day is a very special day to the two sisters. I have to tell you, Stacy, that I actually used that battle hymn on my podcast this week. So thank you oh, so much for awesome. sending. Yeah, thank you for sending it to me. You guys are have beautiful voices. Oh, I appreciate you so much, Joyce. Well, wonder we are happy to accept your invitation to be on. <laughs> You're just such a kind, wonderful person. Thank you. 
Oh, well, it's my pleasure. Every year I look forward to this. And I know you've got something even more special this year, these uh, Project Pillows of One Touch Awakening. Tell me a little bit about this. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Um, so we with another organization. Uh, it's basically a fantastic opportunity to reach out, especially to veterans who are suffering from invisible wounds. Um, and those who have had a very hard time after the horrific withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan this year. So we are uh, doing a special emphasis on uh, reaching out to them, and uh, one way is through the Project Pillows. And this uh, fantastic opportunity, uh, we get to have pillows sent to veterans, they will know that uh, people have prayed for them, and the pillows will remind them of that. And it helps when they are experiencing nightmares just to have a tangible reminder that, yes, many, many, many Americans are behind them all the way, praying for them, and that they are loved by God and many people. So so it's exciting. People can get in touch with us uh, at info at unitetheusa.org. Again, that is info at unitetheusa.org. So we're pretty excited about this opportunity, and we'll be extending this throughout the holidays as well. And this, so then all people have to do is email info at unitetheusa.org, you know, send them your loved one's name and address, and they will do the connecting for you, and they will then be able be eligible for one of these pillows, but there's so much more that you guys do. And one of the things I love is you're, you're doing these virtual parades for heroes and you've been doing this for a while. Yes. Uh, last year, as we all know, things were pretty abnormal. And, uh, so people were doing a lot of things virtually. So we began them that way. And then we had such a huge, massive national response it was just incredible, and we uh, we had so many people uh, expressing how much uh, uh, how much God used it to encourage them on. And you know, um, I have just all kinds of testimonials. And one uh, I, I remember was from a, a, a lady named Linda, and uh, she talked about how her dad. Uh, uh, was so impacted that he wanted to watch that virtual parade and probably replayed it maybe a hundred times, she said. <laughs> no wow. exaggeration, she said. But um, it was incredible. So we're doing it again, and people can feel free to, again, contact us uh, at info at unitetheusa.org and send their loved ones or their own, if they're a veteran, uh, their, uh, their service information and a photo, and we'll be honored to include them in uh our next virtual parade. And one thing about it, as you already know, um, it's been on our hearts a lot for, well, ever since we were really young, and I'm still young now, but uh, mm-hmm. just basically, you know, reaching out um, ever since we witnessed that fatal accident uh, the, uh, with the head-on collision between a motorcyclist and uh, a car on the highway. And we, uh, you know, prayed with victims to receive Christ as he bled to death. And that, um, I'd already, you know, written a book when I was 15, and I'd already signed for president of the United States and stuff like that. But um, I basically, I'd, well, and Carrie had the same conviction, 
just how how profound it is uh, that this was like it's a tiny taste of what our heroes have witnessed. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I did wrestle with some post traumatic stress after that, and mm-hmm. I've continued my education while still doing our uh, our outreaches and writing books and, and recording albums, stuff like that over the years here. Um, and now I'm uh, getting my PhD, working on my dissertation, so I can reach out to that degree in psychology to uh, encourage others to <laughs> heal. That's my prayer. So basically, wow. um, that's that's what's going on. We if there's a veteran right now listening who's feeling really, really discouraged right now, just consider this a reminder from God, even just how He loves you, and that there are, that you are irreplaceable. We mm-hmm. appreciate you. Keep looking up. The Lord is, is on your side. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I work with an organization here. We're actually having a big event on Monday called Heroes to Heroes, and what they do is they know because of PTSD and moral injury that there's a lot of faith healing that needs to take place. So they take oh, yeah. groups, yeah, they take groups of veterans who who have attempted suicide because of these uh, mm-hmm. issues. They take them to Israel for ten days. Uh, no matter what their faith is, they're going to find what they need in the Holy Land, and and then they have all kinds of peer support. And it's just, you know, the, if we yeah. ignore the spiritual side of these, you know, of the illness that that PTSD or moral injury causes, then we're not really treating the whole veteran. So, I uh, listen. I've always admired what you and and Carrie do. Um, just keep up the good oh, work. You're so kind. And and we oh, will appreciate thank you, you, Joyce. You're such a blessing. Uh, thank you. And don't forget, you can either find out about Project Pillows or you can get on the virtual parade today at Ver- Veterans Day by emailing uh, Carrie and Stacy at info at unitetheusa.org. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Sounds great, Joyce. Thank you and God bless you. God bless you too. All right. Well, listen, you know, (laughs) so much going on and so many people forget that on a day like today, you know, the schools are out, but people are working and life goes on unless, of course, you've been impacted the way so many have. All right. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, I'll be talking with the one and only Bill O'Reilly about his limited engagement national tour with uh, President Donald J. Trump, as well as an article that I saw he wrote today Uh, which is pretty, pretty interesting about the lack of trust that Americans now have in the federal government and in the press. So stay right where you are. All right, all right. Welcome back. My next guest, a familiar voice, a very familiar personality, Bill O'Reilly, whose website, BillOReilly.com, is literally followed by millions of people all over the world. The No Spin News is broadcast all the time. And, of course... He is just a singular author. What do you got, like 15 number one ranked books now, (laughs) Bill? Hey, Joyce, how you doing? Thanks for having me in. Oh, I'm I'm doing very well. I was just wondering, what do you got, like 15 killing books out now? 17 million. We have about 19 million books in print, and we've had 17 number one New York Times bestsellers. 
And you know the last thing the New York Times wants to do is make you number one. Yeah, so that's pretty good for a guy who used to teach high school at Pace in uh, Opalaka. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, we, we miss you here in Opalaka because there has never been anyone like you, I assure you. Um, but you've also got this very exciting uh, limited engagement national tour that kicks off right here in my hometown in Sunrise, actually, where you're going to be uh, presiding over the history tour. Yeah, with Donald Trump, and uh, I hope you'll be my guest, Joyce, uh, sure at the show, which is December 11th, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Saturday. And, you know, this show takes on much more importance than it did six months ago when I first conceived it because of the collapse of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into not relitigating the election, not fake news, none of that. We're going to get into what exactly President Trump did and did not do mm-hmm. during his four years. Uh, the challenges, like, how did you get the back so fast? How did that happen? Uh, what about Putin? Putin speak English? Do you have a problem with him? How did you deal with him? Mm-hmm. Very specific historical questions for Donald Trump, and we will be at the FLA Live Arena in Sunrise again mm-hmm. on December 11th, Saturday. And uh, tickets are going great, uh, so we want to see everybody there because it's a once in a lifetime and a fabulous. Christmas, Christmas and Hanukkah gift. There you go. And you can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com because I just had a friend tell me she got hers. And, you know, what's great about this is I, I wouldn't want to see most uh, what we call journalists today interviewing uh, 45. But when I know Bill O'Reilly doesn't take any guff and he will not allow President Trump to go off on any tangents, it's going to be strictly a history lesson, isn't it? Yeah, we did a preview uh, a few weeks ago. It's posted on BillOReilly.com of the tone of the questioning. And I thought that Donald Trump was very, very uh, precise. That's the word I want to use in his answers. And it took him a while to sign on to this, Joyce. Right. He didn't like to say, oh, yeah, let's go do this, because he knows exactly what you just said, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to press and push until I get the answer to the question. And there's not going to be any hyperbola. It's fact-based. You know, if he says something, I go, how do you know that? How how can you back that up? Mm -hmm. Um, All of that is going to happen. And, um, you know, all I can say is if you're sitting in the FLA Live arena and you're watching this, you're going to see something you have never seen before. Mm-hmm. vis-a-vis Donald Trump, because the press did not cover his administration in a fact-based way. No, they didn't. And that's why I found an article that you just published uh, on corruption so interesting, because the and I see this in talk radio every day. I've watched this unfold over the last 32 years of my career. People don't trust. They don't trust the government, and they trust nope. the press even less. And you know what? It's really a shame because it's hurting the country so much. Mm-hmm. Now you can't rely on anybody. Um, there are honest broadcasters like yourself. I believe I am an honest person, and that's why I prospered 
uh, everywhere I've gone. We just got numbers, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Um, my podcast on BillOReilly.com is broadcast on WABC in New York. I know a lot of uh, people listening to you know WABC, and they know the New York area. Right. We are the highest-rated radio program at 9 o'clock at night in New York City. Wow. Uh, just broadcasting the podcast. Can you wow. believe that? Yeah. Oh, I know you, so I can believe it. Yeah. Uh, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the only reason is that people know if I, I back it up Mike. and that they don't, you know, they're not going to be misled and they're not going to be propagandized. And then the government knows that it can go to the corrupt media on both sides and feed them garbage like Russian collusion. And they'll just spit it out. They're not going to vent anything. They're not going to really look into what happened. They'll just take it and run with it. It's awful. It is. Well, just look at this Rittenhouse trial that's going on right now. I mean, when you think about the rush to judgment that the media and the government made, I mean, I heard it come out of uh, then the contender, uh, Joe Biden's camp, that this guy was a white supremacist and the media ran with he was out there to kill people. No, I know. This was a screwed up kid. Yeah. Um, And I'm not making excuses for the kid. He never should have done what he did. Right. But he's going to get acquitted. Mm-hmm. And look at all the people who convicted him on television. We're going to run tonight on the No Spin News. And you can get that again on BillOReilly.com. I'm, going to, I'm putting together a montage of all the television people who convicted the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's guilty. He's a murderer. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to get convicted. And it's not even close. Right. Well, I agree. But again, that's what your article was about, was the 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 media did this to themselves because we've been watching all along. And when you decide to become so partisan and cheerlead for one party over the other, uh, the public gets catches on. It may take them a while, but the collective intelligence of the American people, I believe, is great. I think the folks catch on. It takes them a little while. We saw that last week in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I had an interesting conversation last summer, um, two summers ago, two summers ago, na- um, 19, na- 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 20, okay. 2020, with a very smart liberal guy. And we're sitting on the beach, and he hates Trump. He go, and I said, so you're going to vote for Biden, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, if you vote for Biden and Biden wins, you're going to get hurt financially. He goes, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, you're going to get hurt, and you're going to get hurt big. Mm-hmm. You mark my words. And what exactly is happening now? Yeah. Every single American is getting hurt financially. And it's going to get worse, Joyce. Yeah, It's right. going to be a year of horror economically. And people are then going to rise up and throw these progressives out across the board. Oh, I think you're right. And I think it's really, you know, we both experienced, uh, you know, 20 10 and the rise of the silent majority at that point it, with the Tea Party movement. And I feel this sort of movement that's happening right now, I don't know what to call it, Tea Party 2.0 or the MAGA movement, but people are starting to speak up, go to school board meetings and, and unelect the guys who aren't representing them. You know, in, in Florida, for example, I know Florida well, I come down all the time. You know, it was a close state at one time. Right. Um, but now, if the election were held tomorrow, Floridians would vote for any Republican. Right. Because there are a lot of people in Florida on fixed income. 
All right, they're down there. They're living out their lives. Um, they have a budget, and now that budget's going to be knocked back thirty percent. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And and so the folks are not going to make that money up. And even if you're a working individual, um, your salary isn't going up thirty percent. So because of Biden's policies, he did it. He did it. Not Congress. Not an ideology. Biden did it. Mm-hmm. We're all going to suffer economically. Now, I'm lucky, you're lucky, we can live our lives, but a lot of people can't. Right. And those people are going to go out in the midterms with a vengeance. No, oh, I agree. And, and not only that, you know, now you understand or, or the majority of people are starting to understand that local government matters. If you've got a governor like Gavin Newsom, you're even in worse trouble. If you have a governor like Ron DeSantis, uh, he will alleviate some of that pain. You know, and, and, and it makes a difference who you vote for, even at the local level. And the other reality is some people you're never going to persuade. So uh, people believe what they want to believe, and I see that every day. Because of my presentation on radio and television and writing my columns is entirely fact-based. I base everything I say with facts. Still, some people won't believe it because they don't want to believe it. And that's what you have in California, Mm -hmm. a state where it doesn't really matter anymore how bad things get those people are going to pull the lever for the Democrats, primarily because they're getting free stuff. And that is the big strategy from the Democratic Party and from Biden himself. We're going to give you all of this stuff. In return, you have to vote for us because Republicans will not. Mm. Well, I have two kids, two adult children out there, one in L.A. and one in San Francisco. And every time I visit there, what I notice is there are two Californias. There's the, uh, you know, the the poor people who have ridiculous amounts of homelessness in that in the two counties that my kids live in. And then there's the really Uber wealthy, which, you know, fortunately, both of my kids fall into that category. But if you're not uber wealthy in California, you can't buy a home. The average home costs $2 million. It's, it's just a, it's a whole different universe. That's right. There, there's the middle class in California on the coast is shrinking like crazy. Back inward, it, it's still there. But your children living out there in L.A. and San Francisco, they don't have the freedom that you have in Florida, Joyce. Oh, I know. You know that. Mm-hmm. And they were raised here. I mean, but they got to do what, what they're told to do out there. And God help them if they get on the wrong side of the woke. Yeah, please. They're, unfortunately, my daughter is very woke in San Francisco. And uh, my son, who went off to college a conservative and then got kind of corrupted, um, he struggles. He's wrestling with, you know, is this the right philosophy? But, Bill, once again, I can't imagine how much interesting and how much fun I'm going to have on December 11th. It's going to be right here at the BBT Center is how we refer to it um, in Sunrise on December 11th. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster, and it's the one and only Bill O'Reilly with also the one and only Donald J. Trump. I'm looking forward to it, Bill. Can't wait to see you. All right, Joyce. I'm glad you're going to be there. Didn't they change the name to FLA Live there? 
They did. They did. But, you know. Yeah, that's where the Panthers play. And they're doing really well. But that's anyway, correct. everybody knows where we're going to be there. And we want everybody to come to see us. And it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Joyce. Thanks for having me in today. Always fun. Take care, Bill. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And that, uh, that wraps up this portion of the program. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, we will literally be speaking with my friend Gretchen from Code of Vets, an organization that I truly, truly want you to support. I'll be right back. Welcome back. In keeping with today's theme, which of course is honoring veterans, um, I've invited one of my favorite guests back on, Gretchen Smith. She's an Air Force veteran herself and founded the organization Code of Vets, which she founded really in honor of uh, her her dad, who was a Bronze Star Medal recipient and ended up, uh, you know, being her airborne angel, as she refers to him. How are you doing, Gretchen? Good. How are you, Joyce? Thank you for having me on. Oh, I can't complain. You know, I, I, I'm just, I'm thrilled to live in a country where on a day like today, I can still find people who care about the men and women who serve. And I know you've got this hashtag thing going on right now that says every day is Veterans Day. And I couldn't agree with you more. What's it, what does it involve? Well, you know, we are social media driven, so that's where we spend all of our time and effort. So I wanted to do something uh, fun this year to highlight veterans every day. So I started it Sunday, and I've been uh, raising $50,000 for 40 veteran families. And I had a donor step up a couple of days ago and offer to match our 50,000. And I was able to reach that 50K today, Joyce. And we now have $100,000 for our veterans. Wow. (laughs) That is so awesome. And of course, you know, every every penny that they're able to collect really goes to no, you know, I think what do you got like 2% in operating costs? It's something super minimal. I told people I don't give to many organizations, but I make sure that I'm a, you know, a a contributor to Code of Vets because um, they literally spend the money on what's so important to me, which is our veterans. Yeah, that's right. We do not take a paycheck. We're all volunteers. And uh, we do have a 2% operating cost to run the 501c3, but this week we're foregoing that 2% so that, that we can give the full 100000 because this is honoring Veterans um, Day. And it's just such a you know thrill to be able to do this. I'm so excited. I've already sent out funds to 22 different veterans. Um, we've covered two funerals, and we have saved one home of an elderly vet and his wife who've worked very hard all their, their lives and have been in the same home for decades and have, you know, gotten um, behind on their mortgage because the, the VA uh, electronically took a look at his disability and reduced it without speaking with him and said oh. that they were not able to pay their mortgage for several months. So we have saved their home, and my partner is also working on him with him to, to resolve this reduction. She's going to be able to get it back for him but not in time for the home to be foreclosed on. How crazy is that? (laughs) Oh, unbelievable. But, you know, we see this all the time. I know you see it all the time. You get called in at the last minute, which is outrageous. You know, veterans who... uh, Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's it's just absolutely a disgrace how our veterans are treated. And just to think, Joyce, that, you know, we're we're looking at illegals possibly getting 450,000 per person for being separated at the border and here we are trying to come up with seventy six hundred dollars to save 
our elderly veterans home who's always been in good standing with his credit and served our country and because the VA you know just he got caught up in some sort of algorithm um, they reduced his 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 disability and it's just mm-hmm. absolutely unacceptable what's going on everything is backwards right now yeah yeah listen I, I've been working with an organization down here in Florida um, called Heroes to Heroes Foundation. And the whole point is that, uh, you know, we have this enormous number of veterans who committed suicide or have suicidal thoughts. And, you know, the VA talks about it, but doesn't seem to impact the situation at all. So this organization takes them to Israel, you know, if they've uh, attempted suicide and allows them to reconnect with their creator, regardless of what religion they are. There's uh, something for everybody in Israel, and it's making such a big difference for people who had PTSD and people who have, you know, these uh, moral issues that are weighing on their hearts. And I know your dad lost his battle to PTSD when he was a young man. He was only 50-something years old, right? Yeah, that's right. It's it's such a huge issue in our country right now, and especially with everything, the crisis after crisis in our country these past 18 to 24 months. It's really caused a surge in our community, and, and the stats for our active duty, is they're simply staggering. 46% increase in suicide <laughs> this year. That's unbelievable. That's just hard to wrap your mind around, and our, they have not put out the latest stats for our vet, but I, vet, veteran community, but I know it's got to be more than 22 at point at this day. Everybody's so raw and on edge and just totally um, disturbed by the way our country is being run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for a veteran to watch that uh, abysmal withdrawal from Afghanistan just opens up, you know, especially for the men and women who served in Afghanistan, to watch what just went down has got to be bringing up terrible nightmares for them all. Oh, absolutely. We've been on call pretty much 24-7 with our vets. Again, you know, their emotions are all over the place watching this and trying to recover from the withdrawal. You know, a lot of them had lost buddies or, you know, been involved in, and you know, IED where they, you know, had, had seen limbs flying and have been injured themselves. I have a, a vet who's a Purple Heart um, recipient, lost three very close buddies, and he was injured himself, and he just has been beside himself. It's mm-hmm. just there, there is no justification for how that withdrawal um, was done in such a short period of time. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Mm -hmm. it makes sense to a lot of people, but it has caused a lot of damage in our community. Yeah, I agree. So you use social media very effectively, you know, for some, uh, you know, old dinosaurs like me, I wish I had that, that gift, but, uh, you know, to raise the kind of money that you've been able to raise in three years, uh, something like $5 million, Mm -hmm. all uh, without a paid staff is phenomenal. So uh, give out the information so people can get involved. Please um, go to codevets.com, look at some of our cases, social media is attached to it, so you'll see the individual mission scrolling at the bottom of the the website. Go follow us on Twitter at Codevets, that's where I raise all the funds and post all of those missions. Each and every one of these veterans matter. We've had over 3,200 vets apply this year. Um, We need funds, $5, $10. We are grassroots, it adds up nationwide, and we do operate on 2%. Hey, thank you so much, Gretchen. Keep up the good work and happy Veterans Day. All right, and we got a we got a bail now. I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, I will be back tomorrow at noon if it be His will and He delays His coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, be yourself. May God bless you and God bless the USA.